Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. This podcast is the last podcast for 2020, and it's a solo episode where I will be having a bit of a chat with you about some of the lessons I feel I've really learned this year and held on to, and also a couple of, I guess, quotes or sayings that I've found myself repeating when I need them. And I may answer a couple of questions as well, because I have a few that have come through over on Instagram. Before I get stuck into this episode, I wanted to take a minute to thank Nutra Organics for sponsoring the very last episode of the year. Now, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know I love Nutra Organics. I've been partnered with them for years now. I first came across their product when one of our boys was in a hospital with glandular fever and tonsillitis. And so I want to speak with you about three of their products in particular. So the first one is that very first product of Nutra Organics that I came across all those years ago, and that is Thriving Powder. Now, Thriving Powder was and still is the only protein powder that is flavored that I've been able to get into my boys. They do have the collagen body and the collagen build, which I'll talk about later, but Thriving Powder is a flavored protein powder and it is a raw blend of bio-fermented live organic ingredients. My two really like the smooth vanilla flavor and it's an organic pea rice blend. It is completely family friendly. It is not just for kids, but it's the only one, as I said, that I was able to get into the boys. So it is a raw non-dairy protein, which contains a gut-friendly combination of whole superfoods to deliver goodness in the way that our bodies recognize and process it best. It has the perfect combination of certified organic whole brown rice protein and sprouted bio-fermented organic pea protein. 
Not to mention, it is a great source of protein, which is super important for tissue building, repair, growth, and maintenance of muscle mass and bones. It has folate as well, calcium, vitamin C, pre and probiotics for gut support and increased tolerability. It also has a complete amino acid profile and thriving powder, listen up, is safe for pregnancy and breastfeeding. Now, of course, you always want to check with your own healthcare advisor, naturopath, GP, whoever it is that you trust and turn to for advice, but Thriving Powder is brilliant. It has 14.5 grams of protein per serve, which to me was really important to get into the boys because when they were little, from about two and a half to three, they went through this period of really not taking in much protein at all. And it was a fellow mum who I connected with when the boys were in hospital. And when I say connected, I spoke with her just while both of our kids were in hospital. And she was saying, try the thriving protein. It's so good. And it's been a staple for us since. So that's the smooth vanilla flavor that we love. Really, really great in a banana smoothie for kids. Um, The next product that I wanted to touch on is the Collagen Build, which I mentioned the boys also have in their smoothies too, and that is a flavorless protein. So Collagen Build with Body Balance and Magnesium is a bioactive collagen peptide powder, which you can easily mix into any beverage, whether it's hot or cold. It doesn't need to be in a smoothie. I have mine in my coffee or my tea. It's very, very easy. You can also add it to food as well. So Collagen Build is a natural body toning and strength formulation for anyone living an active lifestyle or anyone wanting to tone, build and repair lean muscle. Collagen Build is formulated with a great source of protein, bioactive collagen peptides and magnesium to support muscle building, repair and function. Collagen is also great for our skin as well as our gut health too. I really like that the Collagen Build has that added magnesium because magnesium to me is a wonder supplement. It's one of the things that when I'm not taking it, I really, really notice and I just, I love it. Collagen build, brilliant, easy to get into your diet. Last but not least, the Coconut Chocolate Cocoa Biotics Whole Food Probiotic Bar. I love having a snack in my handbag for when I'm out and about with the kids because you know what it's like when you go out with kids, you go to one place and then before you know it, that 10 minute trip has taken 40 minutes or you've detoured, you've ended up at a park, you've run into friends or whatever it is and you realize, okay, I brought snacks for the kids, but I didn't bring anything for myself and you get really hungry and then you get grumpy and then you get home and you eat stuff that you probably wouldn't normally go for just because you're really, really hungry. So the coconut chocolate cocobiotics bars are brilliant to just have in your handbag. And as, as a side note, they also come in a compostable, biodegradable um, wrapper, which I love as well because I've been learning so much more about trying to do my part for the environment. But these are certified organic, they're vegan, they're gluten-free. Most importantly though, they're just delicious. They're really, really tasty, a nice chocolate sweet hit that you can feel good about. And you can buy them in a box as well. 
keep some in the glove box of your car, in your handbag, because we have to keep our energy up as well as parents. So you can grab a box of 12, um, which I definitely recommend. They also have a ginger bar, which is delicious too if you like ginger, which I do. I love ginger and they have a super greens and reds. So those three products from Nutra Organics are some of my favorites. Definitely jump over to their website, check them out and use the code KYLIEPODCAST, all in capitals, to save 15% off the range. It's a great time to stock up on some products that are going to nourish and support you because we're going into a new year and I know that it's the time of year where we start to sort of assess how we're treating ourselves and perhaps make some new year's goals, resolutions and it's also the time of year when we tend to overindulge so it's nice to know that you've got some products that can support your gut health, get you feeling great, keep you on track in the new year and I swear by Nutra Organics. That code again, Kylie Podcast, all in capitals. Check out the Thriving Powder, check out the Collagen Build and those Coco Biotics bars for sure. So this episode, I just wanted to record a solo episode to round out the year and to also say thank you to everyone who has chosen to listen to this podcast. I was saying on Instagram stories this week that this year has been one for really, really looking at my own self-identity. I've definitely had some breakdowns and some breakthroughs, some really, really low moments, but some really, really high, great moments as well. And I wanted to record this episode just to share with you a couple of things that I guess I've really taken from this year and perhaps will be useful for you. But where I was going with this was I wanted to say thank you for continuing to listen to the podcast and to be supportive and be part of this community because it means a lot to me. And it's not lost on me that I have been a bit inconsistent this year over on social media and things have changed. If you've been following me for years, I have no doubts that you've noticed things have changed over on Instagram Um, and I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that you still choose to be here and bear with me through some of the harder moments. So let's get stuck into this episode. I wanted to start with seven lessons that have really stuck with me. Okay, so the first one that I want to speak about is this year I've really found the work of Byron Katie to be incredibly important for myself. And you can Google the work. I have done a episode with Byron Katie, which I was so excited to do, but it was a bit of a disaster. (laughs) You can go and listen to that episode. It just wasn't a great It wasn't a great time. Um, Let's call a spade a spade. It was a bit of a flop. But I really, really enjoy her work and what she's put out there into the universe. So you can Google it, as I said, and I'll go through it pretty quickly with you. But it's basically a method of self-inquiry and it's about questioning thoughts that you're believing because when we believe thoughts that um, make us suffer, we suffer. And I know that that sounds very simple. And of course, like if you're going to believe negative thoughts, you will suffer. But we need to question these thoughts. And so the work talks you through how to do that. And so an example of this could be, you know, you have a thought come up and I can share a personal one with you here because why not? 
And, you know, a thought that could come up could be something like, for me, it was, I failed the kids. And that was a thought that I didn't even really realize was below the surface, but it has been causing me to suffer and been causing me to act in certain ways to try and, I guess, counterbalance the grief or the guilt that I feel about that. And so just asking myself to really do the work on that thought, I failed the kids. Is it true? Can I know that it's absolutely true? Can I turn it around? Who would I be if I didn't believe that thought? It's really, really helpful. And you know, the the knee-jerk reaction is, yes, it's true. But if you really sit and meditate with a question that is causing you to suffer or a thought, I should say, that's causing you to suffer and you're honest, how can you absolutely know that that is true? None of us have a crystal ball that can provide that answer or that clarity. And so it's really just about dissolving those thoughts that are causing you pain, causing you anxiety, depression, and doing the work on them. And it's been a massive lesson for me this year is to notice when I'm feeling something in my body, when I'm feeling a tightness in my chest, when I'm holding my breath, when I feel sick to my stomach, when I'm having an urge to rely on an old habit that used to serve me or things like that. And just going, okay, what is the actual thought here and how can I question it? which leads me to the next little life lesson from this year that I wanted to speak about. And that is the importance of treating the cause, not just the symptom. So we will have things show up for us behaviorally that is a symptom. And it's the same with toddlers and children. And I mean, we're all the same, but we might have this symptom that keeps happening, this certain behavior, and you're trying to treat it. But unless you know the underlying cause, it can be really, really tricky to address what's going on. So if you have a certain behavior or habit, a crutch that you're leaning on that isn't serving you and you're beating yourself up because you can't seem to get on top of it, Maybe that's because you're trying to treat the symptom when what you really need to do is address the root cause because we all have different coping mechanisms and sometimes those coping mechanisms are the medicine. It's what we need. It shows up to serve us and get us through. But if it's causing you a lot of um, pain and it's really not serving you and you're finding it hard to break away from it, Treating the cause is a big one. So I wanted to include that one in this list. The third that I wanted to speak about is one I've shared before. So it's not explicitly a lesson from 2020, but it's one that has just come up over and over and over again. And I have to remind myself of this pretty much weekly. And that is do not reason with the unreasonable. We can spend so much of our energy trying to reason with people who are unreasonable and you're not going to get anywhere, but you're going to get yourself worked up. You're going to compromise your own emotional wellness, affect your own physical wellness as well. And it's a losing battle. You can only reason with someone who is willing to be reasoned with, someone who is movable and open. And if they're not movable and if they're closed, 
all you're going to do is end up hurting yourself. And this is one that can apply to so many different areas of life. I'll leave you to figure out where it might apply to your own area of life, whether it's your kids, your work, your own irrational thoughts, relationships, but do not reason with the unreasonable. Preserve your energy, protect your own inner sanctum um, and just remind yourself sometimes that you just can't reason with the unreasonable. The next one and perhaps the biggest lesson of 2020 for me is that sometimes you just don't know. And that's been really humbling for me because I would say, you know, a couple of years ago, I was really certain on some things. I was certain of how my life would unfold and I just didn't know. There are so many things that I didn't see coming that I had no idea about. And so that's been a big one for me to be more fluid and more flexible and open and surrender to the fact that you just don't always know and you can't always know and you probably wouldn't want to really know if you could all the time. And again, like the last point about reasoning with people or the unreasonable is that this applies to so many different areas of your life. So just I guess this lesson in particular is about being fluid and not fixating on one thing and hopefully you don't have to go through something really, really hard to be humbled and learn this lesson. And since going through this, I've really noticed how rigid I was about certain things in the past and also in conversation with other people now, just noticing where we as people tend to put these rigid boundaries and think that we know what's best for us when perhaps we don't and just being so much more open there's so much on the other side of it. And I'll just share personally with you, you know, before I started dating, I kind of, I guess, had this idea of what I thought would be the right thing for me. You know, I really thought that I would need to meet someone that had kids and that had that experience with kids and, you know, amongst other things. But again, the universe serving up a little bit of humble pie, a little bit of a reminder that you just sometimes don't know, has really shown me, shown me exactly that. You can think you know what's good for you and then something else is presented and you're like, ah, thank you. This is so much better than what I thought. The next takeaway that I wanted to share with you is how important it is to notice when you are feeling a lack of of something in your life, when you are desiring something more, and we can go a little deeper on this, but when you're noticing lack, rather than looking outward for that need to be met, go inward. I think a lot of us have been programmed to look outward, outside of ourselves, to our relationship, to our jobs, our studies, our community, our children, our extended family, our friends, we've been kind of programmed, even strangers, to look outward for validation. We've been programmed to seek more from others. And really what I believe to be true is that when we're noticing a lack, when we're not feeling like we've got, you know, anything exciting in our life or variety in our life, or we're wanting more fun 
or whatever it is, maybe it's more security. There's so many different things that you might feel that you're lacking or you're desiring more of rather than looking to those people in our life. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To provide that, look inwards. How can you add more of that to your life yourself? And I feel like this is a lesson that just keeps coming up in so many different forms and also different conversations, particularly when I've had the opportunity to speak about things like pleasure with podcast guests. It's so important that if you want more pleasure and happiness and joy in your life, you have to take responsibility, get out of your way, stop being the gatekeeper, stop being the martyr and bring more into your life for yourself. And then in turn, you'll be able to share that with your partner, your friends, your children, your workplace. It will give you more energy to be better in those areas rather than going to those areas in your life and looking to extract something. It's just going inwards and bringing it up to the surface for yourself, taking responsibility, which is so important. And I just think that that's one that, as I said, time and time and time again, it keeps coming up for me. And people, you know, that are close to you can certainly mirror it for you and you can really learn and grow and know yourself so much more through relationship But it's like if you're looking to the other person rather than trying to handball this over to them and make it their responsibility, really take ownership for it yourself. Go inward first if you are noticing a lack of something. And I think ultimately when you take full responsibility for everything, it is so much easier to feel fulfilled and know yourself more. Now, the last lesson that I wanted to speak about is one that's really personal and it's it will be no surprise to you if you follow along on social media and the podcast here but it's about identity this last year in particular has really like if I could sum up 2020 in a word for me it's identity it's been all about exploring different parts of what I thought was important to me who I was in relation to certain people And it's been hard and fascinating and ultimately so great to really unpack and learn more about what identity is, take ownership for it, and I guess really understand who I am, who I want to be, why I am the way I am, and unpack all of that. And I definitely don't have all of the answers, but I really, really think it's important that we focus on identifying with our values, working out what our values are, holding them near and dear to us. Maybe more importantly than who we are in relation to other people. So what I mean by that is 
if I was to ask you, who are you? And I've done this with women and particularly, you know, I've spoken about this in the past at events and also in the journaling group and just with my own girlfriends. It's like, who are you? A lot of us, our reaction, our first response is, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a partner, I'm a insert whatever job you have. And those things are certainly part of what makes up your identity. But if we're really identifying as just those parts that can be taken away from us, and I would never wish that they are taken away from you, but the reality is sometimes, as I said earlier, you just don't know. So if you lose certain parts of what you're identifying as because it's out of your control, you know, you're no longer a wife, which obviously I've been through, or, you know, it's hard to even say this, you're no longer a parent or you lose your job or whatever it is that happens, it goes from being a disastrous, awful thing to also being a bit of an identity crisis. And so I encourage you to consider your identity as a whole, like, you know, think of it as a pie chart and really put some things in that pie chart that are within your control and your intrinsic ownership so that it's not dependent upon other people. That's just been a massive, massive, massive takeaway for me. So identifying my values, looking at beliefs that I've held, past conditioning, who I felt I had to be in relation to other people, even right down to, you know, the sort of things that I've shared on social media in the past and why have I shared that? What does that align with? It's been really interesting for me to do that. And so I would just encourage you to think about what it is, who it is, what you identify with and to really build up your own self-identity. It's, it's hard sometimes to think about this stuff, but it's really, really important. And ultimately, it just gives you a stronger sense of self and keeps you in alignment. That's what I'm finding anyway. I hope that this makes sense. Might sound like a whole lot of nothing, but fingers crossed it lands with someone out there. And last, the seventh lesson that I wanted to share here in this final wrap up episode for 2020 Is the old, is it good, is it bad parable? I've spoken about it on the podcast before. I've recently posted about it on Instagram. It's one that I have, I've mentioned many, many times, but it's worth mentioning it. And I couldn't leave it out of this episode because it's been so helpful for me. When things are happening that feel really, really bad, out of my control, they feel disastrous, they feel just overwhelming and like I'll never be able to deal with it. I simply tell myself and remind myself of this parable and I'll like I'll say to myself is it good is it bad who knows we have we have attachments to everything and we have reactions you know something will happen and our knee jerk reaction is that's good that's bad but ultimately we don't know so I will read the parable here because it's worth the 60 seconds that it will take I think certainly changed my way of thinking I would even say it's changed um, my way of thinking my way of acting it's really really impactful so I'll read that now for you There are different versions of this story, but this is the one that I have in my hot little hand. So we'll just go with this one for now. And it goes like this. 
One late summer afternoon, an old farmer was working in his field. A storm suddenly struck, leaving a section of his farm in shambles. From a distance, he saw his only horse run away. Soon after, neighbours from the village came by to offer their condolences, saying things like, What a shame! Now your only horse is gone. How unfortunate you are! The farmer quietly replied, Good or bad, who knows? At daybreak the next morning, the farmer's only son set off into the surrounding hills to locate the horse. Many hours later, he found the animal grazing under a tree and brought it home. Word got out into the village that the horse had been returned and it wasn't long before people stopped by to congratulate the farmer on his good luck. How fortunate you are, they exclaimed. Again, the farmer softly said, good or bad, who knows? While training the temperamental horse the next day, the farmer's son was thrown to the ground and he broke his leg. One by one, villagers arrived during the day to bemoan the farmer's latest misfortune. Oh, what a tragedy! Now your son won't be able to help you farm. You'll have to do all of the work yourself, they said. The farmer casually answered, Who knows? Several days later, the emperor's men arrived in the village demanding that all young men join the emperor's army. As luck would have it, the farmer's son was not eligible because of his broken leg. What very good fortune you have, the villagers cried as their young sons were marched away. The farmer simply smiled. And that is why... When things happen that I have an instant reaction to, I have to remind myself, is it good? Is it bad? Who knows? And I love, I love that story because it just gives you so much perspective and perspective is really hard to have when you're in the thick of something difficult. So I like leaning on the old, is it good? Is it bad? Who knows? Because for me, it's like dipping into hindsight, but in the current moment. So that's one that I love and I wanted to include that. Now next, I wanted to share with you five, I guess you would call them quotes or sayings perhaps that I have found myself repeating in moments when I need them. The first one is current moment, only moment. I often have so many different moving parts and different tabs happening, you know, from being a mum to having a business and the business has so many different legs of it to going through a divorce to a new relationship to running a household to friendships, being a daughter, all of these different tabs. And I know that I'm not alone in this situation. There are people out there with far more tabs than I have, but Reminding myself sometimes, current moment, only moment, come back to where I am right now and not mentally run away or get overwhelmed or exhausted by the mental gymnastics of trying to manage and keep up with everything that I have to do because that can be dangerous. That can be like a snowball gaining momentum down a hill. 
And so current moment only moment really calms me down and I focus on my breathing while I repeat that to myself. So perhaps someone listening out there can borrow that one as well. Next is something I say to the boys and also to myself as well because I do have a propensity when I'm feeling anxious to go into the freeze response. There are times when I go into the flight or the over-functioning response, but the last year I would say it's been more the freeze response, like I want to put my hat on and hide. And so I will say to myself, when we feel anxious, we take an action. And I say that to my little boy too, who struggles a bit with anxiety, you know, when he's finding it hard to make a decision or he's finding it difficult to take the next step, I just say to him, hey, when we're anxious, we take an action. And that doesn't need to be a massive action. It could be just moving our body, stretching, breathing, telling someone that we feel anxious. But just some sort of release can be really, really helpful. Next, another one that I really like is about when things break the cracks. Don't be afraid of the cracks. Don't be afraid of breaking because the cracks let the light in. I just think that's a nice, nice little saying and a good reminder that when things are hard and they feel like they're breaking, that those breaks, those fractures will eventually let a light in. Next is one that my girlfriends and I say a lot to one another, and that is go for the story. And I've posted about this before. Go for the story can apply to so many different things, but the way it was presented to me was in regards to dating. Don't get too in your head. Just go for the story. Go for the experience and see what happens. And I think that just takes the pressure off. And I like that for outings with the kids too. Don't get too caught up in a particular outcome. Just go for the story. Go to be the observer. And last but not least is the one that I've been saying a lot this year. And funnily enough, it came from Keith Urban. Make of that what you will. But he said in an interview that I heard, no whinging on the yacht. And I love it. I connected with it straight away and not because I think that we need to minimize our ailments or not express when things are hard. There's definitely a time and a place for that. But I'm a huge, huge fan of perspective and just no whinging on the yacht is great perspective for me because we are all, if you're listening to a podcast right now, in one way or another, we all have our own yacht. We all have a roof over our head a phone, food in our fridge. We have resources and that's our yacht. And I just love it. And I'll find myself thinking that if I'm getting a bit in my head, you know, if I'm being like, oh, I feel a bit crap because I've put on weight, no whinging on the yacht. Like don't get caught up with that silly little shitty problem. So I wanted to share that one with you because it's just one that I have been leaning on. And before I wrap up this solo episode, I will answer a couple of questions that have come through over on Instagram. One is about whether or not I'll be moving house. I still don't know. I have no idea, but when I know, eventually I'll let you guys know that as well. Another question was about what my favorite episodes of the podcast have been this year. And I've really enjoyed speaking with so many interesting and informative guests 
The first ones that come to mind are I really loved my conversation with Lauren White. That podcast is called The Secret Women, The Secrets, excuse me, that women keep. Just a really vulnerable, raw, honest conversation that I so enjoyed having and I've had such great feedback around that. We speak about those bathroom stall moments. We speak about the importance of being seen, the stories that we tell ourselves. I just, I loved that episode. I've really enjoyed every time I've had the chance to speak with Dr. Peter Wright as well. And just today I've had messages about PMDD, fertility, hormones, so insightful and Dr. Peter is so passionate and so it's always a joy to speak to someone who's really, really passionate about the field that they are in and of course Libby Quinn who is the women's psychologist, she's also a friend, always love speaking with Libby. There have been so many episodes this year that I've just finished recording and had a massive smile on my face and felt really on purpose and I'm excited to get better at this. I'm still learning. I'm still figuring it out. I still completely flop some interviews because I get too in my head and it's tricky to listen and think and, you know, then there's dancing that whole line of things that I want to share about myself versus things that I want to keep for myself. But I'm committed to keep trying and I'm enjoying the process and I hope that you guys are enjoying it as well. And so I will love and leave you with this episode, the final one for the year that has been huge and scary and overwhelming and all of the things in one year, 2020. Thank you for listening to the podcast and I can't wait to share more episodes with you in 2021. I have some really big guests. I have interviewed two today that I cannot believe. I can't believe I've been able to speak with them. And so I'm excited to share those with you in the new year. I hope that you have a wonderful time with your family throughout the end of December and the start of January. And I'll talk with you soon. Take care and stay safe. (laughs) 